Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in. It's Overtime 106.7 The Fan with you up until 745. Toby Altizer carrying you up until Capitals Hockey tonight. Looking to bounce back from the loss. Finally back home from their West Coast road trip. Taking on the Stars tonight. Which, by the way... I'm not generally one that likes to complain about football because I will take football over no football any day of the week. But if there there were ever a night to just, you know, ignore the football game and turn on a hockey game and listen to John Walton and the crew, (laughs) it'd be tonight's game. We'll get into that a little bit later. I do want to talk about the commanders as well. We'll get into that. But let's start with a couple of things. Uh, John Rahm going to live golf that's just crazy to me and it's it's crazy to see what's happened to the golfing community we won't spend much time on this but it's crazy to see the fact that i think jay monahan did a poor job of realizing that live was a legitimate threat at the beginning and now he's starting to pay for it with all of these guys leaving and john rom leaving is just huge for the sport so i'm interested to see how that ends up playing out But I do want to start by talking about the Wizards. And last night, got over to Capital One Arena for the first time this year to go see them in person. And one, if you focus on the current Wizards iteration and are worried about wins and losses, it's not very good, obviously. 3-17 and on the year. The reason they're not the worst team in the league is because the Detroit Pistons exist. (laughs) They are just atrocious. So that's the reason they're not the worst team in the league. But last night, I think you saw really what you exactly want out of the Wizards, right? It was a competitive game. You know, Kyle Kuzma had 16 points, Jordan Poole with 23. I think you could argue that that was Jordan Poole's best game as a Wizard so far. 10 of 16 from the field, 3 of 5 from deep for 23 points. Two assists to three turnovers, you don't love that, but I thought he played fairly well. And then the big thing, Bilal Koulibaly, 28 minutes off the bench, 6-10 from the field. The only misses he had were from beyond the arc. He was 1-5 of from beyond the arc, but 14 points for the youngster. I mean, that's exactly what you want, right? A development of the young guys, and obviously you don't want to tank when you're... but, But that's where they're at, right? You don't necessarily just want to put a team together and waste an entire season but that's kind of where they're at so you know getting as good a draft position as you can possibly get but I think you can see obviously building a team the way the Wizards have and having no real inside presence aside from Daniel Gafford who fouled out last night and it's just bad especially when you go up against a team 
like the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, and, you know, I'm watching this in-season tournament semifinal right now, and you got a guy like Giannis that came in here and dropped 40 as well. Anytime there's a big dude that can dominate inside the paint, this is what's going to happen for the Wizards. They just, obviously, they're bad defensively all around, but especially inside the paint when basically your only big man is Daniel Gafford. I mean, Danilo Gallinari should not be guarding Joel Embiid, yet he was doing it for a large portion of the night last night because Gafford either got into foul trouble or needed a rest. He went down with a, I think it tweaked his knee a little bit at the beginning of the game. So it's just not great. But again, I think this is exactly what you want to see as a Wizards fan because Bilal Koulibaly played extremely well last night. You'd like to see him knock down some of the jumpers from beyond the arc. I understand that. But seeing him posterize a guy, playing good defense. I mean, Joel Embiid's walking the ball down the floor and he picks his pocket, comes comes back and dunks it. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you want to see out of the youngster. He's not afraid. And, you know, this is why... You know, I don't want to say I don't want to see the Wizards be the worst team in the league. That, that's not any fun. But at the same point, that's a clear direction. At least there's a clear direction now for this franchise, right? For the longest time, it was like sticking around the eight seed, and that's not a clear direction. Yeah, you can call yourself a playoff team, but you're not any good, right? And it seemed like for the longest time for the Wizards, that was their direction, sitting around the middle of the pack never winning anything, never losing enough games to be, you know, right there in the top of the mix, always picking from that 8 to 12 range and never really getting a huge difference maker. You know, you could get some solid players. Corey Kispert, I thought, played well last night. He's a solid player. Getting a guy like Rui Hachimura or Johnny Davis has done absolutely nothing for this team since he's been drafted, but getting guys like that is fine. But I like taking chances on guys. You see it with Denny Avdia last night. They took a chance on him. Eight points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Obviously solid on the defensive end. That's the kind of guys that I want to see them take more chances with. The Avdias, the Bilal Koulibaly's, obviously. I like seeing that because now there's a clear direction for this franchise, right? It's not fun having to go through every single night and watching this team knowing that there's really not a chance in the world that they're going to win. And even if they do win. It doesn't matter because they're not going to be competing for anything meaningful at the end of the season. But at the same point, it's better to be there than to be stuck in the middle constantly and not going anywhere. It's not any fun to just get in as the 6 and 7 and 8 seed in the Eastern Conference and never be able to go anywhere. So I like that there's a clear direction. And last night, again, watching Bilal Koulibaly in person gives you a lot of hope. This guy is going to be a good defender. And I think we all knew that when he was drafted. The floor was because he could play defense, really solid, right? Lengthy wing, they can guard multiple positions. So when you drafted him, you thought, okay, he can play defensively right away. And he's shown that. But I don't think any of us expected him to have the polish that he has on the offensive side of the floor. He's still got to grow, no doubt about it. But on the offensive side, the jumper has been better than expected, I think, largely. He's got a great feel for the game, seeing some of the cuts and various things that he's doing last night, getting the ball, faking, going the other direction, getting into the paint, making passes. Like, this guy has shown a great feel for the game, and sometimes we, maybe it's just an American thing, we kind of look at European basketball as inferior, and yeah, it's not the NBA, but having a guy come over from playing professionally overseas clearly makes a difference, right? Seeing this guy walk in here, he's not shell-shocked, right? He's not scared of what he's seeing. 
I mean, last night you have Joel Embiid walking down the floor and he picks his pocket and goes and dunks it. I mean, that's Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP. It's not just some nobody, right? So he's not scared of the moment. He's still got to grow, no doubt about it. His offensive game still has a ways to go. But I like the fact that now you can see that there's a clear direction for the Wizards where they're not just going to sit back and consistently sit in that middle. Now, for the rest of the year, it's kind of disappointing because, yeah, it's tough to watch every night. But I think the other encouraging part coming out of last night is you started to see Jordan Poole play a little bit better. I like the shots that he was getting. He didn't knock them all down, but 10 of 16 is efficient enough. You'd love to see that more often than not. And seeing some of the shots he was taking, he wasn't hoisting long threes. He did one of those last night, and he ended up making it. But I thought last night he looked like he played within himself, and he started to kind of figure out a rhythm a little bit better. It's just going to take some time. You know, it's it's an odd transition. I thought it would be a little bit easier of a transition for him, but it is an odd transition for him where he wasn't the top dog in Golden State, obviously. It was Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond and all these other guys. So he wasn't even a top three option in a lot of cases. And whenever he got his chances, he could do whatever he wanted. But he also didn't draw the most attention because Steph was still on the floor or Clay was still on the floor. Now, you know, you go into a matchup, who's the top dog they're trying to stop? It's either Poole or Kuzma. But either way, those guys are getting the most attention. And I think Kuzma's more fit for that kind of a role right away. And you're starting, you know, you've seen that in his time here in D.C. And he's played really well. And you're especially seeing it this season. I thought he's played pretty well aside from last night. But I think Jordan Poole's just going to take a little bit of time. And once he gets out of this funk, we'll see. I I don't know that he's a long-term piece for this franchise. But if you're going to have some trade value for Jordan Poole, which I think a lot of people assume that he is, then you're going to need him to start playing better, right? Frankly, what he was doing early in the season just... No one wants that. With that contract, no one wants that. So you need him to start playing better, and seeing what he did last night gives you hope that, okay, maybe he can get things turned around a little bit. I'd like to see him play on the ball a little bit more, but you know, at the same point, he's a shooting guard. Like I, If I, you have him on the ball, he's not distributing. I don't want him distributing. So it's going to be something to monitor throughout the rest of the season, but my big thing coming out of last night, yes, Embiid dropped 50. That's pretty obvious that they have no interior defense. Like... Last night I went with a buddy and you know they put up the 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 thing on the scoreboard saying hey if you have an issue text this number and we we're gonna text them and say hey we got an issue there's no defense in the paint <laughs> like someone has to defend inside the restricted circle because Joel Embiid's getting anything he wants but that's just gonna be the reality of the Wizards season but I think seeing Bilal Koulibaly and his continued growth throughout the season. And then seeing what he can become throughout his career. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm scrolling Twitter on the way back home and people are like, man, we've might, we might have finally gotten our guy, right? We might have finally gotten one of these dudes. And I like that. I like that there's optimism around someone because when was the last time that the Wizards had a draft pick that people were legitimately thrilled to watch or really, really excited about their growth, right? The guys before, the Ruiz, the Kisperts, those kinds of players – They're fun to watch in their role, but they were never going to be a superstar. And who knows what the ceiling is for Koulibaly? But again, who knows what the ceiling is for Koulibaly? It could be something where he could be a superstar. No one expected Giannis to be what he is now when he was drafted by the Bucs, right? So I'm not saying that he's going to be Giannis, but 
Does he have a ceiling that could be as high as being a superstar in the league? Yeah, I think he does. Now, at worst, I think this guy is going to be a pretty good role player as a defender and you know a solid slasher. But that's at worst. I think he's got a ceiling of being a superstar, and I like the fact that the Wizards are going that direction. But it's so tough, honestly, when you're a Washington sports fan right now, and this is the direction of so many teams, right? You know, Grant and I just recorded a Bust and Loose Baseball this morning, and we're talking about some of the guys. And, yeah, it's exciting, but the reality is last year the Nationals were the team with the fifth-worst record in Major League Baseball. The Wizards currently are tied for the second-worst record in the NBA. The Commanders were promising at the beginning of the year, and they showed promise through the middle of the year, and now, (laughs) I mean, I don't even need to get into that. You understand where they're at. And the Capitals, I mean... At least they're playing a little bit better now and winning some games, but they're still not scoring goals. And maybe the most discouraging part, it seems like Ovi's starting to go over the edge there and fall off a cliff a little bit with the ability. So it's a it's a disappointing you know time to be a Washington fan just in general. But I do think you're starting to see glimpses with multiple teams. Obviously, the Nationals, like I mentioned, having some of these young guys and it. it <laughs> Terrible timing for them to get screwed where they didn't get the number one pick because of the MLB draft lottery being implemented this year. But I think with the Wizards, for a long time, it was there was no hope. And even if there was hope, it was like, well, (laughs) how long is that really going to last? But with the change in the front office and a guy like Bilal Koulibaly, I think you can realistically have some hope for the future of this franchise. and, And that's a good thing to see. Let's take a break. When we come back, I do want to talk about something else on the baseball front. Juan Soto to the New York Yankees. How crazy is that? We'll talk about that next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. Overtime 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer with you for another hour leading up until Capitals Hockey. So like I was mentioning, rough time to be a D.C. sports fan with some of the, just the state of some of these franchises. How rough is it going to be? for you as a Nats fan, to see Juan Soto in pinstripes. I mean, I guess we already saw him in pinstripes with the Padres, but the infamous pinstripes in the Bronx. Isn't that going to be wild to see him as a New York Yankee? I mean, maybe it was something that was inevitable, but 
it's so crazy just to think that Juan Soto was a national just, what, 17 months ago, 18 months ago, and now he's been to the Padres, and now he's headed to the New York Yankees. And I think it reiterates, too, though, how smart and forethinking Mike Rizzo was as a GM for the Nationals. Look at what the Yankees had to give up to get Juan Soto. It wasn't much. Not to say it was nothing. I think some of these guys that they ended up getting the pitchers could be good, and Higashioka's a solid catcher. Not to say that the Padres got absolutely nothing. But if you look at the national system and consider who the guys are that you're excited about, almost all of them came from the Soto trade. Dylan Cruz is maybe the exception, but you think of James Wood, you think about C.J. Abrams, you think about Mackenzie Gore, those dudes all came from the Soto trade. And so Mike Rizzo having some forethought and foresight to see that it wasn't going to work. You know, they weren't going to be able to resign him, and so you might as well get the maximum that you can for a guy that's you know, even if you were able to re-sign him, how much better are the Nationals right now? It sucks losing your best player. But would the Nationals over the last couple of years have been a playoff team with Juan Soto? Probably not. Maybe if they still had Soto, they spend a little bit more, so maybe it's not a perfect example, but either way. Like Juan Soto, obviously an incredible player, but he's not going to single-handedly take you into the playoffs with what this team has. So being able to go out and rebuild the farm system and kind of give a jump start to your rebuild, I think was a genius move by Mike Rizzo because you look at what the Padres got, and they got four solid pitchers. One of the guys was you know, really good in the minors, and Michael King, maybe he's going to be a starter, whatever. He's been more of a reliever, whatever they're going to use him as. Like He's been a good arm as well. But the reality is, it's nothing compared to what the Nationals got. I mean, when the Nationals got Gore, he wasn't a prospect anymore. He graduated, but at one point, he was the top pitching prospect in all of baseball. C.J. Abrams had graduated at that point as well, but at one point, he was a top five prospect in all of baseball. Now you've got James Wood, who's a top 10 prospect in all of baseball. And so seeing all of those guys come over to this team for Juan Soto has shown you that what they did was the right move. It sucks seeing these guys in different uniforms. Trey Turner was my favorite player off of that World Series team. It sucks seeing him put on the red pinstripes in Philadelphia. Like, it's awful seeing all of these other guys go around. And, you know, I just saw a report that Bryce Harper wants to get a deal done so he can be a Philly for life, which (laughs) I kind of thought he already signed that deal when he signed for 13 years, but I digress. It does suck seeing all these guys in other uniforms, but at the same point, especially with the Soto deal. I think it was the right move, but it is going to be crazy to see him at Yankee Stadium and be a Yankee. Now, I'm interested to see what kind of numbers is he going to put up where he's playing 81 games a year at Yankee Stadium. I mean, he's not generally a pull-only guy. Generally, you would think that a guy that's a lefty power bat, if you can get someone that likes to pull the ball at Yankee Stadium with that short porch and right, then they could really take advantage. I don't know that that's necessarily the case with Soto. He's better when he goes up the middle the other way, but I would think he's going to run into a few at Yankee Stadium. I mean, his first game at Yankee Stadium with the Nationals, he's still a youngster that we didn't really know tons about, right? A guy that uh, some people thought was kind of a 
a hasty move to call him up to the big leagues. And he came up and balled out. Balled out to the point that you could never send him down again. His first time at Yankee Stadium, two bombs. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, now he's going to be playing there, at least for this season. We'll see if he ends up getting re-signed. If you're a Nationals fan, your pipe dream is that something happens where the Nationals decide to open the checkbooks up and they've already shown that they're the ones willing to spend, at least right now, they're the ones that were willing to spend a large amount of money to possibly re-sign him. Not to say that that's the case anymore, but they did show it at one point. If you're a Nationals fan, your pipe dream has to be that in free agency, the Nationals decide to re-sign him, and you you got the ransom for him when you traded him, and you get him back in free agency. That would be crazy. Let's take a break from that. I do want to get into some football talk. So I've been seeing some stuff on Twitter, and people are talking about the NFL draft for the Commanders, and right now they sit in number four pick. What do you want out of that pick? Because some people are all aboard on getting an offensive tackle. Some people are saying Marvin Harrison Jr. is the play. Some people are saying quarterback. Where do you land on what do you want to see at that pick? We'll talk about that next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.